Blog Talk Radio. Fifth Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger. Diane has been given message from the fifth dimension and higher to bring greater peace and understanding to the lives of others. She lives and experiences these higher dimensions to help our world come into balance and to raise to a higher vibration of love. You can find more information on Diane on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash dbachberger1 as she shares great wisdom with the world. Let's welcome your host of this dimensional living, Diane Bachberger. feeling the blue energy today. Today is February the 2nd, or actually it isn't the 2nd, it's the second month, and it's the 3rd of 2016. I have um, Groundhog Day on my mind, so I was thinking of that. That happened yesterday. Um, And what propels a civilization into the next step? Join me over the next couple of hours as I take you into the fifth dimension and beyond. And this show, Fifth Dimensional, uh, used to be called Fifth Dimensional Living, now it's called Fifth Dimensional Radio, is a show of um, shifting consciousness. And Carol Guy started Earth Angels Radio, which I worked through in 2007, and it was to help people in these times of shifts and ascension. And basically, it's shifting from one type of 3D consciousness to fifth dimensional consciousness, which is based on love. And um, 3D consciousness is more of physical consciousness. It's based on materialism and the ego and that sort of thing. And um, fifth dimension is based in the now. And third dimensional is based in the past. So, um, And it involves time and space. But um, fifth dimensional consciousness is now time so it does involve time but a different type of uh, slant on time i have a lot of things to talk about today as i usually do when i do a show um and the things can change from day to day so you know sometimes at the last minute i get information and i really wasn't going to talk about the groundhog but there's somebody that that totem's important to that's listening to the show. And um, also, I want to talk about the um, eighth chakra, the one that people call the chakra of the soul, um, you know, where pe- you can actually see, you know, the halo on some people and, and actually in pictures. People used to be able to see it and some people still can. Um, and it's represented in, you know, religious photos and that sort of thing. I also want to talk about duality today and um, various things with that. So, you know, I have been seeing a lot of different things. And, um, you know, first of all, I was really curious about what was going on in the outer bodies. I was seeing, um, you know, uh, I see the DNA shifting and stuff like that. But what I was seeing recently was like a lot of sharp angles and light shining through it. And um, 
you know, I was looking at the, this chakra above the head, above the crown chakra, and I was actually seeing the energy looking like that. So what I was seeing was type, some type of shift within humanity and this um, chakra opening up for humanity. And it really opened up for many people yesterday. So it's important that I talk about this too. And what was really um, amazing and funny, but in a strange sort of way, you know, I went away for my birthday and I was there to kind of shut some gateways to lower realms. And I stayed at this house that had a gate, one of those gateways. But, um, you know, I after that, I was noticing that, you know, usually my um, halo shines above my head. And uh, at nighttime, I can see with it. But I was noticing I couldn't see. And I was noticing a light around my chest. And in pictures, there's actually a photo that was showing that. And it had something to do with a whole bunch of chakras aligning and it opening up. You know, I see things in a different sort of way than a lot of people do. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's happening within me. But it's like a little reminder of what's going on within humanity. So I was actually seeing some type of energy reconfiguring after those gateways were shut. So somehow... um, we're shifting from duality and 3D consciousness into fifth dimensional consciousness. But there's been a lot of steps going through. There's been those Uranus-Pluto squares where the different chakras were um, unlocking and opening up for humanity. And, you know, the keys were given to humanity to be able to do this and shift it again. Um, I've been, you know, reading and seeing a lot of things to do with keys and having dreams about it. And, you know, there was a key that certain people had configured for the Matrix. But on last week's show, on January the 27th, I talked about coming out of the Matrix. Um, December 31st, humanity. So this is making all these things possible, and I will try to explain it as easily as I can and make it as simple as I can. So that's that's what I'm setting out to do today. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about religions. Um, a lot of people just think, you know, that um, religions just happen, but I really think they were created by certain beings to um, kind of because of the matrix or to keep people in the matrix. But they don't have to stay that way. That's what I want to put out. Um, You know, when we're in 3D reality, there's fear and duality based, you know, besides the ego and the materialistic things. And secret societies, and I I don't have to get into them all, Freemasons and um, others that have, um, you know, there's always in dualities, you know, dark and light and different aspects to different things but basically um it comes down to black magic okay and in fifth dimensional consciousness there's a shift in that so this is the reason why i'm not going to focus on it i'm just going to talk a little bit about it um 
And, you know, somebody else's reality was set upon humanity. And, you know, things happen and people kind of go into sleep mode and things were set up to keep people in this matrix, but we're coming out of the matrix. And some of us have come here, like I talked about last week, to help humanity come back into the light. So if you want to go back and listen to last week's show, I, I don't want to dwell on that because I have a lot to talk about this week. The original ones. And um, anyway, just know that we're moving from duality. That's the main thing that you, you know, because it's part of a, a lower density, um, lower reality reflection from there you know there was kind of a a sending of the veils between a lower realm and this realm and beings were able to manipulate from that area but it's becoming less so now okay things that happen um, in higher realms take a little while to wave down into a physical realm um you know i'll just talk a little bit about duality um you know good and evil fear and love, and those sorts of things, Um, darkness and light, um, you know, the dark one and the light one, all those different things are actually from duality. It's it's right now, you know, on last week's show, I talked about unlocking those things and being able to look at the darkness within you and the light within you. And um, it's about not feeding um, both of them or both sides. You know, like, it's about, I guess, integrating it and um, it, it goes beyond any religion that has ever existed here, okay? Um, but it's all the, an illusion duality. And... Basically, it's deprogramming from a soul level. So that's why I'm talking about that chakra. It, it, when it opens, it allows us to reconnect to source, to where everything and all life and all beings and everything comes from, okay? And... You know, that chakra is is above the head. For some people, it's a couple inches. Some people, it's higher up. Um, And, you know, in duality, life and death even is part of it because that is an illusion. We are eternal beings. Once deprogrammed, and you've you've done the work, and I talked about it a little bit on last week's show, about, um, you know, looking at things at a cellular level, and... I will try to get into something a little bit more today about how to do that if I have time. If not, I'll try to do it in another show. Um, Anyway, once the deprogramming has happened or, you know, you just open that chakra, um, and and some people it happens instantly and other people they have to do a little bit of work, but um, there's a straight connection to source. You know, that crown chakra opens and there's a pathway and you really do connect. You know, religion was a way of people connecting 
or still is a way of people connecting to God. But we always do have that connection to source or God or, you know, the divine being, you know. And um, it's about getting, not so much getting rid of those two spectrums, but knowing that it is an illusion, the two of them, okay? They both exist because of one another. So if you remove one, like example fear, then it ceases to exist. So there's no extremes, just only love. Our whole paradigm can change, shift in consciousness once this happens. And it can happen in a split second if enough, you know, people do it. So it's just, you know, people don't realize, or humanity doesn't realize the power that they really have. Um, you know, the thing is, you know, when we have extremes and um, the main emotion is, is love, that's the main emotion, and you create a duality with that, then, you know, there's fear and love in everything, good or bad. So, you know, some people could embrace the idea of death and see it as just a shift but they can also have a fear of it and a fear of um a fear of the light or fear of the darkness you know some people have an extreme fear of extremes of religions and i don't want to get into them everybody knows you know what type of um religions you know that have sacrifice and they're negative but you know everything even negative things have things that aren't as negative but you know, what I want to focus on right now is um, getting beyond that, knowing that we do have that connection. I'm not saying that religions are certain religions that are positive are things that aren't good. You know, I'm not looking at it in a good and bad way, but I know I have to talk a little bit about that because a lot of people are still in 3D reality. So, you know, the original ones, the ancient ones, were never afraid of death. Actually, when death came about because of duality, because we're more than that. There's a memory about that, too. And the thing is, when this matrix was created, you know, the brain became where the thought base was, and it was removed from the heart. I know this sounds very strange, but the brain used to be in the heart. Our, the connection was in the heart. And there's still, to some degree, some, you know, brain cells there. You know, if you do some reading, and, it, it, you know, it it affects. There's a connection, okay? Um, so, ruminating and fear-based thoughts became a reality in this reality. So I, I have throughout the years talked about looking at these thoughts and l- removing yourself from them and realizing they are they have been programmed within you. You know, maybe from family, because these things, like I said, are familial and they come from at a cellular level and they have they had been programmed into this matrix so the upper heart opens and the 
higher chakras open, and I've talked about them on many shows. And then, you know, the crown opens, and, you know, the eighth chakra opens. These things, there's a shift, and you don't have these thoughts anymore. A lot of people are amazed by it. You know, I, I, I have gone through the pro- process myself. You still think, but you think from the heart, and it's balanced with love. So in dualities, there's deception, you know, because you, you're seeing one extreme or the next. There's more balance and more insightfulness and perception when you see from the middle. I've talked about it in shows before. When you're in the middle of a circle, say, you can look around you and turn around and see 360 degrees. When you're on a line, you know, in time and space in 3D, um, so when you're on a point, you can see your perceptions expanded. When you are on time, you can see one way or the other, so it's like uh, past or f- future. But, you know, in um, fifth dimensional consciousness, you're on a point and you're being in that moment and then as you progress even beyond that, you go into eternal time. But I, I don't want to focus on that today. So humanity got really confused and forgot they were eternal beings. The reality is that we have a soul and we are eternal. You know, I don't actually have to use the word soul. Some people say, oh, you shouldn't use the word soul because that's... You know, um, I'm trying to use words that people have some understanding. We have basically that connection to God, okay? And um, duality created extremes and took us away from love into fear and actually put humanity in a box. And even our chakras were, were, were within the body. Now the chakras are expanding beyond the body within humanity. So 3D is a confining reality. And when we go beyond that, we climb out of that box. You know, I've been talking about, um, on different shows, about Pandora's box and that sort of thing. There was a fear placed in humanity not to come out of, open the box, to expand oneself, okay, that's creating that fear. That's what that symbolized. And I, I'm not exactly sure. I think last year, maybe in between March and May, I talked about that. When, you know, the Uranus-Pluto squares were kind of um, ending off or rounding about up until the seventh chakra. And basically, so each Uranus-Pluto square symbolized an opening of of a different chakra within the human body, and there were seven of them. It happened over like a period of, I'm just trying to think now, um, it was about two and a half, three years. Anyway, you can do some little research on it um, if you'd like. There's an article called Revolution and Revelation, and I've talked about it on the show before too. Um, in fifth dimensional consciousness, we're in a higher, you know, I'm not saying it's better, but for humanity, it is who they re- more of who they really are. Um, and then when we go beyond that, it, we're like one big ball of energy. 
So as we shift, the awareness of the chakras beyond what is contained within the body shifts, okay? We, we don't see things within us. We see things. The inner and the outer body are the same. So what we have within us is reflected around us. So we actually can manifest a lot quicker. So I'm not saying we need to burst out of the confines of this body. Um, there's benefit of learning experiences and feeling because of these extremes that we felt. But, you know, we've learned from that. It's time to um, to go back. So right now, like I talked on last week's show, humanity are dealing with a lot of emotions and sometimes extreme emotions they've got to look at. You know, and, and release them. And, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, but know that, you may be resisting because of fear because it takes a lot more energy to hold those fears and they keep creeping up and then you just slap them down so they're not dealt with. You know, some nasty stuff has been created here, but we can go beyond them. And, I, you know, I don't have to get into it, but I can kind of indicate, you know, some people have been very controlling and have done some negative things because they thought that duality, there's nothing wrong with right or wrong, you know. Um, But people of the light, once you open those higher chakras, you see that um, that's not who we really are. So it's about unclogging yourself energetically and uh, looking at those patterns and releasing them. You know, I was looking at... um, some pretty amazing patterns within myself. And usually I, I'm doing, I've done the work already, but I go back and I see what humanity is doing because then I have some understanding. But, you know, there's been things put on television and kind of material world to make people focus on that. And, you know, people use credit cards and they have buy things and do things And they end up, you know, in a whole other kettle of trouble or kettle of fish or whatever you want to call it. So it's it's about looking at those things now and seeing the things that are in 3D consciousness and seeing that we can shift this, okay? So I'm just, you know, talking about these things so people can get an idea of what um you know what what what's been going on i've been i've been seeing the numbers 17 and 19 and those are magical numbers and they have something to do with what's going on right now um especially the 17 with um the opening of this chakra on the head i've talked about 17 in the last few shows i've done so if you want to go back and get more information about that, if I have time, I'll try to talk about it. Um, I was on a friend's wall today, and he had a bunch of these, this thing where you click onto and you pick um, a tarot card picked for you, right? Well, I clicked on it, and I got the universal card today. And, you know, when we go beyond the crown chakra, we're opening up things, the connectiveness, 
how we're all really connected, how we're connected to source. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, and there's other things. You know, I'm going to look at some stuff, um, even how the planets are aligned. I talked about the five planets at sunset and how right now they're not in a perfect line, but they kind of go uphill a little bit. But it's like, you know, showing how things are opening up. And I talked a little bit about that on last week's show. But it also, um, the orbits of these planets intersect each other. And, you know, there, it means that, like a double sort of thing. And I think something's going on that's opening us and taking us away from duality. And there's going to be two eclipses. And let's see if I've I've got the stuff down here um, in March. I thought I had them right here. Okay, here we come. Okay, there's um, a solar eclipse on March the 9th. And then there's a prenumbral lunar eclipse on March the 23rd. And that March 23rd is a magical number. And the, and the number 9 I'm getting a lot of. So those are really important to what's happening right now and i i do want to talk about magical numbers today too there's a lot of things i want to talk about they kind of all intersect and then um i'll talk about there's an annular solar eclipse september 1st 2016 there's a prenumbral lunar eclipse september the 16th 2016 and then there's a pre-lunar a prenumbral lunar eclipse uh, February the 11th, 2017. And there's an annular solar eclipse, uh, February the 26th, 2017. And then there's another one, um, a lunar, a partial lunar eclipse, August the 7th, 2017. And then there's a total solar eclipse, um, August 21st, 2017. So over the next couple years, um, so over this next year, there's going to be, um, you know, in March and September, one of each of types of eclipses. And this is, seems to be ha- happening lately around the same time. I notice it changes in 2017. So, you know, we've been having these um, openings of different chakras. And this has something to do... Um, Things will be revealed. It has something to do with opening of, of these chakras. Well, right now, they're, like I said yesterday, there was a really opening of the soul within humanity. So really, there's a total solar eclipse. It's not going to happen until August the 21st, 2017. But there is, um, you know, a, a, a total solar eclipse also this um, March the 9th, which means that something really massive is going to be revealed. Um, you can go and do a little research if you want to see the areas where it's going to be able to be seen because I will talk about it on another show, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of a background. Um, so it's really funny that, you know, we have these two um, total solar eclipses. One's in one year in March and the other one's in August. And then 
there's no real um, total lunar eclipse in either of these years, okay? But in 2008, um, there's a total lunar eclipse January 31st, 2018, and then there's a total lunar eclipse on July the 27th, 2018. So there are also, you know, like, the lunar eclipses are part are um let me see that no I'm saying the solar eclipses are partial so this isn't it funny it's like a reversal um so some type of energy is being opened up um, and then the funny thing is in the next year there's partial lunar eclipse and there's a total lunar eclipse and there's a total solar eclipse and there's a partial solar eclipse in 2019. So there different patterns mean different things, but um I'm just going to I'm just mentioning this because um that you know last year there were all those lunar eclipses, okay? And then the year before so that were um they called them blood moons, the People were concerned about it. They thought it was opening us up to a new reality on a timeline that has been set for humanity from source, okay? So it has nothing to do with um, anybody who's trying to control things because with source, there is no control, okay? That's another thing about fifth-dimensional consciousness it's less controlled and more flowing, and 3D is, um, you know, more controlling and rigid. But that's changing now because things have opened up. And things, you know, lower realms are shutting down. I want to talk about the groundhog, too, um, because, you know, it has something to do with duality also, with life and death. And, you know, altered states of consciousness and that sort of thing. So, and it also has to do with digging deep. And this is a time where humanity will unfold and dig deep. You know, I know a lot of people have been saying to me, you know, why are these things popping up? I I don't want to remember them. You know, um... And all of it, it's happening for all of us, okay? And it's dealing with things that were not in our consciousness. You know, dream time and wake time become one. Different realms become, I guess, more visible to to certain people once they unlock different things. So there's, um, I guess less confinement like i was saying you know where humanity was in this box now they're coming out of this box you know some people have always been able to peek out of the box there's people that have done that and other people from other realms that have come here but as a whole humanity is taking a peek right now and you know opening up that box but not doing it with fear either okay and um you know, I was, uh, it was funny, I had these experiences and I thinking to myself, am I dreaming or am I conscious? And, you know, I'm conscious. 
and you know, but I'm not reacting with a lot of emotion, right? I saw this movie yesterday with my son. He wanted to go see it. And it's about deception and how um, things are put across a certain way that make you think one thing, but they're really something else. But I don't want to talk about the movie in case you want to go see it. Um, It's kind of creepy, but it does have a greater meaning. Um, You know, sometimes, and actually, you know, while I'm on that topic, I've been watching The X-Files. I used to like the show, but I think it's even better and more pertinent to the times now. I know when 9-11 happened, it was gotten rid of because they didn't want focus on what was really going on, right? But there's there's been three episodes, and... um, one of them was about alien DNA mixing, and but it's not the aliens that are doing it. It's really certain people in humanity that were doing it on the show. And then there was another show about mixing DNA and what was happening with that. But the funny one that I saw was about um, the lizard man. And I I don't really want to talk too much about it in case you want to go back and see it, but um, basically this lizard man was on Earth and things were ha- happened to him that he ended up being human. So I think they were making fun of these innuendos that have been going on around um, you know, people that were reptilian impersonating humans and different things like that. But I don't want to focus on that either because that is part of duality and and those sorts of things. But they just made it um, into something that was, you know, kind of comical. Um, But basically, you know, getting back to the groundhog, it's about, you know, looking at that deception, looking at that duality split and what is it really causing? It's causing distortion within us and keeping us locked in that box. So I've been talking about the feminine aspect and the subconscious opening up. Well, when, you know, those things happen, when things start to come to the surface, they're coming to the surface for a reason. Because other, you know, the matrix has been released and now we can see things in a truer light so the answers are really within you and uh, anyway i got this article from www.spiritanimals.com and forward slash groundhog and it it mentions the marmot the woodchuck and the groundhog and they've come burrowing into your life okay so it's about you know like we're in this box but you know, the groundhog may be in the ground, but he comes out and sees his shadow. So he either goes, if he doesn't see his shadow, I guess that means that, um, according to myths and different things like that, that there's going to be an early spring. But if he sees his shadow and he runs back into the ground, it means that there's not going to be an early spring. And apparently, in all the places, um, it saw, it didn't see its shadow, and it, you know, so didn't get scared. So it's it's important that we don't get get scared, you know, because a shadow 
isn't scary. It's something that we have to look at right now, okay? So now you see why the groundhog is really important to humanity right now because of things I'm talking about. So you're being asked to explore altered state of consciousness and deeper when you have the groundhog come into your life. The And as, as a whole, humanity has this aspect, okay? So the answers are within you. However, you have just not dug deep enough to find the root of it. The groundhog can also be letting you know that you need to pay attention to your metabolism. So I also want to talk a little bit about that if I have time today, too, about proper nutrition and taking care of yourself. And the things that have been done to screw up humanity's um, metabolism and that sort of thing because of the foods and the genetic altering and that sort of thing. Anyway, the groundhog can be letting you know you need to pay attention to your metabolism. See, when a groundhog goes into um, its altered state, goes into hibernation, it lowers its metabolism, so it's almost like it's in a death state. So be, it says here, be aware of how your diet influences your natural body cycle and to make dietary adjustments to balance the working of your body. Alternatively, groundhog can be giving you a fair warning that you've overstepped someone's boundaries or someone is overstepping yours. So, you know, this is kind of the crossing of two things, you know, into each other's reality. You know, we aren't separate. We're really connected, okay? So the best is to resolve the situation with respect from the heart. You know, people have been working from the mind, and it has to do with 3D reality. But, you know, I was seeing the solar plexus energy coming up to the upper heart energy and it and then the or not the crown the soul was coming down at the same time so i had the light around my chest for a while there and it, it actually shows up in pictures and i was like what heck this is really strange and i was walking in the dark and i kept seeing light around my chest instead of up above my head so there was some type of um you know intermingling of a bunch of different things. And I think that's why we're also seeing those five planets at uh, sunrise, you know, the the lights hitting them. And, you know, things are flowing together. So anyway, it says here that it's about warning, okay? it's You've overstepped someone's boundaries. But you can look at it in a positive way that, You're being given a gift. And um, I was watching television last night, and I, you know, I try to, like when I'm watching it and stuff, I don't know why sometimes why I'm watching it, but I I was watching this show, and it doesn't really matter what it's called, but there were two people, a guy and a girl, and they were doing things that were really not good things, and, um, one of them was stealing, and the other one was, you know, being nasty to one of her friends, and she lost all those friends. And the one person that she didn't really like was the one that was being nice to her. And then she found out that her old boss had paid this guy off, her boyfriend, because her boyfriend had taken um, nude pictures of her and, and different things like that. So she actually went to this boss and said to her, you know, thank you, and here's the money. And she said, it's not about the money. Don't you see that you kind of burnt your bridges with all these people that were there for you? 
you know, an apology is fine, but you've got to look at these things. So, and then the other guy, he realized when he was stealing and doing the things he did, it actually, you know, when he didn't get caught, it didn't affect his life as much as it did when he got caught and was arrested. And then he had to pay the piper too. He had to go talk to his boss, which was the same lady. And um, she basically said, I'm, I'm, you know, like, I don't know if I can trust you. And, you know, you are in a position where you can do a lot of really bad things and take a lot from me. And I have to be able to know that I can trust you. And he was really sorry. You could see both of these people, you know, they weren't really thinking. They were kind of caught in that matrix. And you could see that they were unfolding and opening up and realizing, you know, some of the things that they had no really were looking at because they buried a lot of other things. But that part of their heart was opening up. And that connection to greater power was opening up within them. And they started to see the light, you know. Sorry to use that kind of pun, but um, I thought it was kind of amazing that I'm seeing stuff like this and, you know, really seeing the truth, like the movie that I saw about the boy. You know, once, it was funny, once something was broken, then the real truth came out. Like something was being used as a vessel to not deal with reality, and once we can break through that, you know, it's 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 amazing. So this groundhog, um, it opens that up within us, you know, helps us climb out of that box and break open, you know, and, and go into the light. So you are likely good at burrowing deep into a subject and always studying and learning. You know, people that have the groundhog are pretty much doing this already. You know, I have a lot of different um, totems. So you're good at making your boundaries clear as well, respecting other people's boundaries. You like to work hard as long as you can see a good, lazy, rewarding vacation coming to you. But the funny thing was, I should tell you, this guy, he got suspended for two weeks. He says, well, he says, I could use this as a vacation, you know, even though he had just come from a vacation. <laughs> you know? um, so it's, it's, the thing is to learn from this. And we're, we're coming out of duality. So treasure this downtime. See as much as you treasure a workload. So these people are generally back that have the woodchuck or the groundhog or the marmot as a totem. And they recognize danger and invasion of space instantly and vocalize your displeasure. And almost instantly you have a tendency to stock up on your stores for winter. So, you know, I was talking about, um, you know, people living kind of in the moment, but misunderstanding living in the moment and just, you know, blowing a lot of money and using credit and that sort of thing, or throwing caution to the wind, you know, going into a place, taking things, you know, doing things like that, you know, it's actually done out of fear, you know, like, hey, I won't ever get that, so I'm going to do it now. Um, You know, I know this because I've looked at it within myself, you know. So, anyway, to dream of having or seeing a marmot or a woodchuck donates that sly enemies are approaching you in the shape of a fair woman. For a young woman to dream of a marmot foretells that temptation will beset her in the future. 
To see a groundhog in your dream represents subconscious materials coming to the surface. See, we talked about that. You're ready to confront some news. So, you know, is humanity ready to confront this stuff? Are they ready to look at it and kind of peek out of that box? You know, it's it's what's it's what's going on right now. Um, I'm just going to check the chat room to see if anybody has any questions. Um, the number is um, 646-200-4169 if you have any questions. It doesn't look like anybody has anything yet. Um, I wanted to talk about something I posted on Facebook a while back because um, I didn't do a show for a month. And then... Um, just trying to get this my um, thing to shrink down a little bit, and it's doing weird things. Sometimes um, pages get huge, and you know it's like um, now it's not doing anything. Um, sometimes pages get small, and sometimes they get big. I feel like Alice in Wonderland. Sometimes I am joking. It, it was big, now it's small. So I have to make it, <laughs> I have to get somewhere in the middle. You know, li- these things literally do happen. Okay, let's see if I can, I can get it, get it so I can read it. Okay. Maybe I'll have to read the tiny writing. Um, let me just see when, if I can get a little bit bigger. This crazy thing. Okay, well, let's go, let's go for it. Sometimes the writing on the wall is small and you still got to see it. Okay. So I wrote this January the 8th. And I, I put up um, the planet. Okay, let's just see here. Source just gave me a message that Jupiter retrograde is really important this year. And that an old um, note of mine just mysteriously popped out about the previous Jupiter retrograde. Besides us, I went to look up jupiter retrograde this year and it's happening so you know i wasn't even thinking about it but i was this just kind of came was given to me and it has begun over the past few days in virgo so that's back in january 8th that i wrote this at the same time um over the last few days mercury mercury is also retrograde in aquarius all this is showing a reflection of things within humanity and has to do with how humanity has begun to branch out into the new golden age. So opening and awakening, getting out of that box, coming out of 3D into fifth dimensional consciousness. That's what the golden age is, okay? There's also a backtrack of Mercury afterwards into Capricorn. The Capricorn new moon on January the 9th also has some very weird energy, but humanity has shifted enough to deal with the Christmas full moon that was um, a time when humanity really opened up to the ascension and to the new reality. And I put a link there. Um, Let me just see if it come up here. And it it has to do with Rose Marcus and uh, Astrolink, the thing I'm going to read. But it won't disappear. Anyway, okay, I got to read the tiny writing again, unless I can get it, get make it bigger. But it's not cooperating. It's just disappearing when I try to do that. Okay. 
Um, so Rose Marcus, um, this is what she wrote about this, um, has to do with that um, Jupiter retrograde. Mercury enters Aquarius on January 1st, but we only have a very short window to get a to get it fresh. Mercury begins a three-week retrograde cycle on January 5th. By January 7th, Jupiter in Virgo throws or follows suit. So, you know, I've talked about the Mercury retrograde on a few shows recently, too. Okay, so go back and read about that. Unless um, obvious transit, Jupiter retrograde, a cycle that occurs once a year, calls for more questioning and exploration regarding what we accept as truth. So, you know, we're looking deep. We're digging deep like the groundhog energy, right? But we're not willing to accept things, you know, that have been in this matrix and that we see beyond that matrix. And there's more questioning around our philosophies, concepts, and, and uh, beliefs, how we, um, you know, we envision and embrace our next steps and future course continuing in retrograde through May the 9th. Okay, so that's it's going on for a little while. Jupiter retrograde in Virgo can signal or single out something specific that needs tending to. So this really needs to be looked at right now, the deep stuff. We need to look at that. And all the things I talked about last week show that this deep, dark stuff is coming to the surface. Go back and listen to that show. This transit makes the message, the flaws, or the weak points much clearer. So the things that we have to look at, the things that we've held within, the things that are popping out of the subconscious right now. It forces us to look for better solutions and to think for ourselves rather than to accept information wholesale. So, you know, it's what's going on with the opening of this crown chakra right now that really opened up yesterday but has been going on for a while. You know, my halo dropped. <laughs> my halo's back up again. I took some pictures the other day on Facebook, and my halo's back where it's supposed to be again. But it, you know what? It looks fatter. <laughs> you know, before it kind of was like, um, how, do, how do I say, like a saucer flat, but it was, you know, there it was more... It was about like two feet up, and then it continues up into other chakras and stuff. But, you know, there's a part at the bottom that stands out a little bit more, and it's sort of like a disc. But now it looks like a globe, okay? So there's been a shift. I'm I'm just letting people know this. That's what I've seen. This transit makes the message, the flaws or the weak points, much clearer. So it, it forces us to look at, these things and to find solutions to be able to deal with these things, to look at them, okay? So, Jupiter and Virgo keeps this, the skeptic, the editor, and the repair worker busy. So, this is a busy, busy time for humanity. And I talked about that. This is the purification, and I talked about that on last week's show, too. By retrograde or directional motion, Jupiter and Virgo also informs us there's a lot more healing and upgrading to do. So, you know, I don't want to use the word upgrade. I want to say, you know, shift. So, 
as of January the 8th, Mercury backtracks into Capricorn, finishing the retrograde cycle on the 25th. And this is what she wrote. And they will turn by... Mercury will return to Aquarius by February the 13th. So that is going to be happening soon, too. So this is all these Aquarius things and all the Capricorn stuff was going on. I'm a Capricorn, and I have something to do with the energy and with the shift and with the expansion because there are representatives here and energy work to be able to done in a realm the beings have to be in that realm. So I do energy work for the earth and for humanity and for everyone, actually. While Mercury is retrograde with Capricorn, um, priorities, deadlines, and limitations, and uh, and matters to do with parents. You know, this uh, Mercury retrograde that ended on the 25th, it still goes on for a couple of weeks, you know, some of the things that go on with this. Parenting and authority, our bosses, those in, in charge, draw our attention, goats, goals and ambitions can be thwarted. That's appropriate. Why not? Legitimacy, boundaries, or personal rights can be challenged. You know, I was talking about that with the groundhog. And structures or rationales may be solid as secure, may not be as solid as secure as they seem. So, you know, the monetary system and the foundations of this reality could shift any time. Delays and time wasters are typical this size, you know. So it's 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 not time to be wasting. It's time to be looking at things. Anyway, they just talk a little bit more about um, you know what Mercury retrograde does. It, it you know it takes us and and it's it, it is sort of in a way showing that we're getting an upgrade or we're doing a shift right now. So I just wanted to read a little bit about that because, you know, right now a lot's going on with humanity and it's it's maybe not so important to understand everything but to have a basic understanding of what's going on right now. Um... I wanted to talk about some numbers, and um, but I will talk about. Um, let me just see. I was going to talk about that eighth um, eighth chakra. Okay, the soul star chakra, or the seat of the soul, and some people call the upper heart chakra the seat of the soul too. But I think what happens is. The two of them have to connect before the soul star chakra really bursts open. And I and I saw that happen, okay? Especially yesterday for humanity. Things happened to me, and I've shown things before. And, you know, I see it all around me. It's just, you know, opening myself up to understanding. But also for me to try to translate that into understanding for people so um i'm just going to see where this is from the ww healing crystals for you forward slash soul star chakra so you just put in you know the eighth chakra and you'll get a whole bunch of these sites coming up 
So this is, the, you know, the star chakra, the soul star chakra. You know, the soul is the part of us that we actually are, okay? It's that eternal part of ourselves. Anyway, this uh, chakra, when it opens up, aids enlightenment and ascension within humanity. You know, I've already talked about the forehead chakra opening up. And that's when the fifth dimensional consciousness really unfolds. And then our reconnection to source, our, our awareness of our connection to source, you know, is the crown. And this one actually opens us up to everything and awareness of of this, okay? The soul star chakra is associated with the origin of enlightenment and with the principle of ascension and the idea I transcend. So we even go beyond ascension, but this is what this, this does, okay? This chakra meaning is all about the idea of letting go and allowing the divine light of the spirit and the white ray to fill your life. So, you know, when we talk about filling ourselves up and being of the light, you know, the original ones have this part of themselves open. The indigos have the upper chakras open too but there's more focus on that indigo color okay even though a lot of blue stones are the stones associated with the soul chakra or this you know soul star chakra or eighth chakra depending on who sees it and how it's named it could be even the ninth chakra because if we count the, you know the upper heart this chakra some people call that the eighth chakra okay just got to clarify that out. Um, you can do a little bit of research. This chakra meaning is a lot about the idea of letting go and allowing the divine light of spirit and the white ray. The right way I said, the white ray, but the white, the right way too. It's like you know we're mixing duality together with this. So it, you know, there's there's you're seeing all the meanings together. Because really, everything happens simultaneously at one point. You know, there is no time and space. That's just a, an illusion, okay? So there, maybe I I help some people that couldn't understand it before understand it. There's always source portrays things through me. And, um, you know, this chakra is the area where we connect with our higher self. Through this, we develop uh, psychic abilities. We always have these abilities. But, you know, locked in the matrix, locked in that box, you know, it may have not been able to get out for some people. And some people that have been psychic have done it through the third eye. And, you know, the forehead and the upper uh, chakras are the ones that we connect to source and the Kashic records and those different things. But when somebody uses the third eye, they go into somebody's third eye and access it through them, Okay. So they're not really seeing things through themselves and seeing that they're really connected. They're actually doing it through other people. Okay? So that's the difference in case some people have, haven't have an understanding of it. So the third eye is really 3D. Forehead chakra is 5D. And these other chakras that I've talked about, the crown and the soul and the upper heart are fifth dimensional chakras too. You know, they're... Um, still, it's a, still a physical realm, but they're more open, okay? One of the reasons we do not normally have access to this information is that it can also be quite confronting. 
It allows you to let go of old attitudes that may likewise have been held you, you back in current life. So all the things that we're seeing around us, the way the planets are aligning and all the other stuff, you know, it's just an indication of what's going on within us, okay? You know, some people say, oh, it's, you know, this and that, and it's not right, and, you know, that's, I don't want to use the word the devil's work, but um, that is duality when we think about that. Um, when we live in the light and we open up these chakras, we live in that light. We live in goodness and um, think of each other and are loving and caring. So right now humanity is unlocking stuff on a cellular level, things that have held, that have held them within the matrix they're letting go of it now so like i said i'll repeat this again one of the reasons why we do not normally have access to information is that it can be quite confronting you know if you're living in fear especially and that's part of the matrix it's part of duality that's why i talked about duality first it allows you to let go of old attitudes that you may likewise have held you back so when we live in our true being and we open up this chakra it allows us to live in that love and not live in fear. So it just flows out of us. And you may say, hoo, hoo, why is this why is this happening? You know, I was watching that movie yesterday and um when that um object fell and broke and then something popped out of a mirror, how symbolic, you know, like there's a distortion in the mirror, right? And then it it breaks through the mirror. Well, you know, duality is like opposite. You know, okay, when you stand in front of two mirrors, okay, one mirror showing your backside and the other one showing your front side. So it's opposite ends of the spectrum, right? So, but there's the distortion. You can't see the front of you in one mirror and you can't see the back of you in the other mirror, Okay. So the thing is, um, you know, when you have duality, you can't see everything. That's what I'm I'm trying to say. And then I was saying, if you're locked into time and space, you can only see in front of you. But if you turn your head around, you can see in the back of you, but you can't see the front of you at the same time. But when you're standing in the middle, you can see all around you. And you can kind of move, pivot, right? When you're on a straight line, you can only really go forward. Okay, so it's about letting go of these old attitudes that you see coming within you, the things that have held you, like what I was talking about, these programs. That's what's happening. We're letting go of the programs. If you succeed in gaining this information, it may be powerful to aid you to make this momentous change in your way of thinking and living. This may happen when you integrate lessons that you've learned in prior lives. Um, the stole us. Uh, <laughs> Soul star chakra, where is it? Okay. The eighth chakra is calmly called the soul star chakra or the seat of the soul. It is located over the top of the head above the crown chakra. And some people say it's about two inches, one and a half to two inches above. But for some people it's higher, okay? Um, This chakra is situated above the highest point of the physical body. So, you know that point on top of the head, and is approximately a hand width above the head or around six inches or up to two feet in some people. But some people have it even closer, okay? So 
it is the first transpersonal chakra. And I was talking about how lower realm gateways were closed. And when these certain gateways are closed, then it opens up other gateways, and it's reflected in our chakras. So whatever happens in the microcosm happens in the macrocosm, okay? So, you know, we had things locked. There was like a box that held us, you know, like, or maybe not me and some other people, but a lot of humanity. Although there is a gateway between it and the crown chakra, commonly called the stellar gateway, this is the next chakra about the crown chakra in the etheric body. You know, I've talked about all the other chakras too. And it is the point where spiritual energy and divine love enters the body. So this is where the light comes from. You know, we talk about love and light. This is the love and light chakra. Via the gateway, the divine light and the energy filters down in the crown chakra for distribution throughout the body. You know, um, original ones have this open within them. You know, a lot of people look at me and they say, oh, how come your skin's so luminous and you look, you know, this light shines on your face and it just almost ignites. You know, I've tried to show it in pictures, but this is what happens. You know, hear the expression homo luminous. This is because this chakra has opened up. It's burst open. It's like um, the solar plexus comes up and, the you know, the lower chakras do different things and they expand outside of the body and the solar plexus comes up to the heart. The, you know, the energy above your head comes down and they come up and they go poof and it bursts open, and then you're all one big chakra. So, a lot there's a lot going on within humanity. You may feel a lot of pressure in your head before this opens. So, you may feel, or actually feel invigorated after releasing a lot of this energy, looking at these things and releasing yourself from duality. It has um, This chakra has meanings related to the infinite energy, spirituality, s- supreme divine wisdom, and spiritual compassion. You know, people that have this open get answers instantly. They can manifest more instantly than somebody in third dimensional consciousness. It says here, those who have developed certain spiritual gifts may utilize the soul star chakra and gain access to the Kashic records. Not like the people that have done it through the third eye. This is different. And this is done in pure spirit. This access may allow your conscious mind to breach the veil of amnesia, which has prevented you from knowing information about past lives and lessons learned during them. You know, they say all these records and your soul thing, you know, once that bursts open, you have, it's like an egg being cracked open. And you can look into your energy body and see this, okay? It's like, you know, I was saying that these lower veils were open. They were closed, and some veils to higher realms were open. So they don't have that area that was all murky into the higher realms. It's, it's, It's changing. It's more full of light within humanity. Anyway, we talk about some chakra stones here. I was talking about how a lot of blue stones are used for this, even though... The energy from that area is white. You know, in duality, some people say when the energy split there and it's not fully open, it's black and white. So how are you going to unfold? 
Are you ready to look at these things? Are you ready to live in love and let the light come within you and burst open this chakra and have the knowing come to you? It says, although many of the star, uh, the soul star chakra stones are readily available, some of the stones in the following chart are not common, and you'll need to look for them, especially in crystal shops. Before working with these higher vibrational crystals, I always suggest aligning your chakras first with kyanite. I have some of that. I'm just going to take a drink of water because I've been talking a lot. And it comes from my truth, from my you know throat. Okay. Indigo, uh, kyanite, primarily relates to higher chakras and is an excellent stone to use any of the chakras from third eye up into the transpersonal chakras. So, like I said... We're going beyond the me in 3D to the we and beyond, you know, the cosmic energy. You know, humanity is is really opening up. But this is the one that's important, okay? Because it's the first one beyond the body. All colors of kyanite have a strong, powerful vibration and will bridge any energy gaps. Before beginning any further development, work and... And then ensure you're taking care of it first by aligning your chakras using this. But what you can do, too, is visualize this and align your chakras. So it's very powerful for aligning your chakras very quickly. You know, um, I I talk about meditating and, um, you know, working on each chakra, but this will help do it very quickly, okay? During your life, many of you have had accidents or surgery and unaware there may cause gaps in your energy flow. So, you know, there's other things, too, that cause gaps in our energy flow. Because I see blocks in people all the time. Even within the earth, I'm doing some earth healing in different countries around the world and different, you know, gateways and energy vortices and that sort of thing. I am one of the earth keepers. Okay. Continue to use the kyanite regular once you decide to work with the energy of the transpersonal chakras. This is an important stone to use when doing energy work anywhere in the body, not just spiritual work. It is a stone that never needs cleansing. So, I mean, you can still cleanse it. The chakra's color for this, uh, the soul star chakra is white is also associated with the white ray. White light may be generated from this chakra, the clear, luminous light which brings spiritual cleansing and healing. So there's a lot of healing going on when this is opened and you do a lot of the work within yourself. If you've not previously done any spiritual development work, I suggest you use either clear quartz crystals, sugilite, S-U-G-I-L-I-T-E, amethyst crystals, or carolite, C-H-R-O-I-T-E. And I've been doing a lot of work with amethyst lately amongst other stones, too. These stones will develop both the eight chakra and the lower chakra. So, you know, it works with everything, okay, it aligns. And, um, because you have to have, you know, the lower chakras open and you have to deal with all your crap for for this to open up, okay? It's a, like I'm clogging a big um, clogged up box and then opening up and then everything's flying out. All the crap comes out. Another very powerful stone to aid the eighth chakra is phenocyte, 
P-H-E-N-A-C-I-T-E. It will assist white light from spirit to flow down from etheric and through the entire body. You may notice that many of the soul star chakra stones or crystals are not white, the specific chakra color. So other colorful crystals are often crystals that work with more than one chakra, and they may even be chakra stones. So they have a link here if you want to concentrate on some of the chakras. So many are high vibration stones. This is Dan Barite. And I was talking about the Dedanin last week and the original ones. They're hertzerite, natolite, petalite, sadioloka quartz, phenocyte, and tanzanite. I have a lot of these stones. They're very powerful, bringing enlightenment, amazing spiritual development. But I also have visions where I'm taking back energy that has been not taken from me, but I've kind of left behind. Maybe doing some, you know, like different work to be in 3D, and now I'm going back and getting it. A lot of these stones are coming back in crowns and different things. So the number of crystals that aid the soul star chakra is quite large, so the list is quite long. You can look through a list of star soul chakra stones. But I just want to let you know, I did an exercise with a lot of stones last week to help humanity open up to be able to do this, okay? It's already been done for you, basically. You know, you you just have to look at what comes to the surface. Um, I've done work. I, I worked as a psychiatric nurse for many years, therapist. And, you know, I'm involved in the healing arts and I'm involved in the medical arts now. So I've, I've gone beyond that. But... Um, what I used to do, cognitive therapy with people, but I made it very simple. I would get people to write down their thoughts, and they they would write them down, the negative um, thoughts that are indication of the matrix. Once you can look at those and release them and see beyond them and really know that they, they don't hold you in bondage. You know, it's all about self-forgiveness and that sort of thing. Anyway, they say here, how to use the soul star chakra crystals. It's important you're working with the soul chakra crystals that you're aware of the dynamic energy that this chakra governs. It is vital this chakra, that specific information is downloaded the chakras below. So work, So when you unlock, basically, this, you know, this go beyond this crown, the crown chakra and go into the soul star chakra, there's other things that are unlocked in the chakras below that allow you to go beyond, you know, 3D reality and go beyond duality, okay? So working on this chakra, you may develop your psychic gifts and find your spirit guides. But also you may, you know, key into the knowing through source or into Kakshic records or into your own records. I don't suggest you do with other people because um, unless you have their permission, because that's, you know, we're all one, but we still exist in, in this reality. And, you know, people don't quite have that understanding, okay? So it says here, if you have any of the eight uh, chakra stones, you may begin working with them first. So go look at that list. Maybe I should read it just, you know, so people have an idea. Um, it's a, you click the little link and it says chakra stones. So, anyway, let's see. They talk about the different chakras. 
and uh, the soul chakra is white. The crown chakra is violet and white. Third eye chakra. I want to say the the forehead chakra instead, purple and indigo. Throat chakra, blue. Thymus or higher heart chakra is pink and turquoise. And the heart chakra is pink, uh, green and pink. And solar plexus chakra is yellow. Navel or sacral chakra is orange. The root or base chakra is red and black. And the star, earth star or the earth chakra is black and brown. Ten chakras there. So that's why I'm saying to sometimes people, call that um, heart chakra the eighth chakra because it opens up after the other ones sometimes. Um, I always suggest that, you know, before you even go and um, do any meditation or you, you know, do this type of chakra work that you ground yourself to the earth because we are earth beings. And then you, you know, connect with force with with God and maybe say a prayer and see yourself as connected to the all. So, you know, uh, it's important that we do this grounding and we do this prayer first. So, I'm just trying to see what they wrote here. Um, It says, clear quartz will work to heal all chakras. So each individual crystal in the cluster will send out positive energy to enable it to react with the entire human energy field. And quartz clusters of any type are usable pieces. So they're like rainbow, you know. It will send out the energy throughout the room. Its vibration has the potential to boost any other stones of energy. So it'll assist, you know, with all this sort of stuff. And they say crystals have vibration which can be measured. You know, that's why crystal beings, you know, we, we talk about, you know, indigos and crystal beings, they have the ability to heal because they have this energy awakened within them. In the higher vibration, they exist, you know, in the sixth and higher um, dimensions, right? In this realm, they're here to help humanity. Um, it says all the chakras in the heart chakra up will aid your spiritual development and... Um, so this is www.healingcrystalsforyou.com, chakra stones. Um, they they have chakra kits and different things like that, but I'm just trying to find what they have here. They don't really have uh, a thing, you know. Basically, what I you know, I would I would start with the quartz. Some people say diamonds, diamond beings, crystal beings. Um, so the the says, if you want to see which specific stones can be used to heal each of the individual chakras, click on the chakra name, go to the page where you'll find an in-depth chart listing the stones here. So if you want to do that, go do that, okay? I I, I would spend some time doing it, but um, I don't, you know. Um, like I said before, um, it's a time where humanity is going deep. Okay, I, I kept getting this song the other day. It's Bob Seger's song, and um, you know Groundhog Day, the movie. He kept having something happen over and over and over again. Well, in time and space and 3D, we're kind of caught in that box or that time loop where things repeat. And 
when we bring these subconscious things to the surface and we look at them, we don't keep going through those cycles. You know how some people get into the same type of relationships with people and you keep repeating things? It's time for us to get beyond that, okay? Okay, I'm going to say the lyrics to the song that's still the same. You've always won everything you placed a bet. You're still damn good. No one's going to gotten to you yet. Every time they were sure they had caught you, you were quicker than they thought. You just turned your back and walked. You're like that guy in the show that I was watching. He kept stealing things but never got caught. Kept doing things. But there comes a time where you have to pay the piper. And, well, if you if you want to, you know, progress and um, come out of duality. You always said the cards would never do you wrong. The trick you said was never play the game too long. So it's changing the game up, okay? The gambler's share of the only risk you should take, the only loss you should forsake, the only bluff you should fake. And still the same. I caught up with you yesterday, moving game to game, no one standing in your way, turning on the charm long enough to get you by. You're still the same. You still aim high. You know, a lot of people in this reality have set up things so they get the benefits. It may not be to benefit everyone, and it hasn't been in a good way. And it's actually held people into this matrix. So they're very charming. You know, they think, and everybody says, oh, we got to do the same thing. we got to get in there. we got to get in. And you go up higher, higher, higher. And then you find out that it's really an illusion, basically crap, okay, and evil to boot. So there you stood. Everybody watched you play. I just turned and walked away. I had nothing left to say because you're still the same. You're still the same, moving game to game. Some things never change. You're still the same. That is why I kept getting that tune in my head, and I posted on Facebook yesterday. And it came to me this morning when I woke up. I got to look at the words, why these, you know, amazing things happen. So... You know, sometimes people got to understand, too, that I do a show. <laughs> I get, I get, you know, people interrupt me and stuff like that, but that's all part of, part of the thing, right? Um, so I talked about a lot of different things. I just want to see if anybody has any questions. Let's just see. We go into the studio. Uh, nobody has. So either people are really interested in what I'm saying or they... I'm still trying to figure it out, but I, I got a feeling that people are, are looking. Um, I kept getting stuff about sweaters the other day. It has to do with, um, and I kept seeing sweaters, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's about confronting things despite the odds. Okay, so it makes sense to me now. And I kept looking at things that had things to do with the brow. And, you know, I noticed something that my brows were changing, but you know, enough for me to notice. So I knew something was happening, like that my 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 chakra was falling or it was becoming, you know, all encasing. So, you know, it's in, maybe, you know, I'm being given this gift because I do have some higher chakras opening. But, you know, it's it's not about um, who who has what or what has who. It's about looking at what you have right now, okay? doesn't matter what I have. I'm not better or lesser or whatever than anybody. 
um, I got this, I plugged in magical number 51, and one of the things I got was out of this book. It's, it's called Journey Back from I-X-T-L-A-N, A Non-Ordinary Transformation, Account of a Persian. So, this is what one of the things he wrote. Democracy is always against the use of absolute totalitarian power, while those who come to power in a democratic way begin to do the same ugly things like the group before them. So that's duality. But now in the name of majority... The magical number 51 might ring a bell in your mind. Obviously, I'm not talking about Area 51, because that is what all democracy is about. Whatever has the number 51 in, is in power. The irony of democracy is that sometimes only one vote can redirect or completely change the course of history for the nation. But what happens to the rest? They have to comply with what, which is not a majority, but half plus one. So... Just that number going over the edge can do that, okay? So basically what he's saying is that democracy, the true, only real true democracy is when everybody has a vote, right? But, you know, that's when we're all voting for the same thing. When things get divided and we have different parties and different things like that, just one vote, just, you know, it like 51 is like half of of 100 plus one, right? So it's like minority ma- majority. It's a, it's a magical number. It has something to do with a lot of different things. But I'm just saying this is the number I keep keep seeing right now. And we have to see beyond that number, okay? You know, a lot of people say that the U.S. and Canada have been mucked about with people that have actually put people in power so they could have control. How do we change these things? We have to realize what's going on, okay? And when we open up that part of ourselves, like the soul, and we see who we really are, we see beyond that. And we don't live in that duality. And so when we live in love and we don't see beyond that. We we can't be evil, and we can't do things against each other. He, he also says here, and this is on page 16 of this book, you may say that that's not the definition of democracy. Democracy is protecting the rights of others, especially the minorities, and respecting and tolerating others' opinions and considering the human rights constitution at the highest level of mankind, like freedom of speech and belief. And then let's just scroll this page down a little bit. But is that reality, okay? He says here, you're right, but I'm not talking about what it means. I'm talking about those who come into power through democracy, then turn their backs on those ideals and their people, not because they're jerks, because of the nature of politics. Okay, he goes on to say, like what happened in my country, Iran. It is a politics. Or is there something else in the nature of human beings that causes even the best ideals to fail? I would say human nature. And you can go on and read this. You can even get the book if you want. But I just wanted to say it's not human nature. It's 3D reality. We're coming out of that matrix. So it should be exciting to see what happens with that. This just came to me, you know, this morning. So 
These are important things I know for humanity right now. Okay, so now let me see if I can make this Alice dig out of the rabbit hole and make this thing normal size now. Anyway, this is a crazy page. I might have to go and do a whole new one. Um, I want to talk about, you know, like, there's been different shows on on TV. It's called, there's one now called Colony. There was one back in the 60s called The Prisoner. And it was about, you know, basically about the new world order and the crap that's going on. We're in a different timeline, okay? Even though they are putting this stuff out there, we're going beyond that. Um, I just want to see this page. Okay. There's no planning of any of this stuff. This stuff just unfolds. Okay. Now, you know, I want to talk about thoughts and the way the mind works. And, you know, when you open up this chakra, the soul chakra, you know, it's not the mind that controls anymore and the upper heart that doesn't control it. I want to talk a little bit of Vesica Pisces. And there's an article here. It's called Type La Supernova Detailed Analysis. <laughs> House of the Double Axe. And it's um, with Robert Gilbert and Raphael. So I'm not sure if he's channeling or what the heck. There's magical numbers. Another one is... Um, I talk about 51, now I talk about 37. And he talks about how gravity works, so you can do a little investigation with that if you're interested. And anyway, he goes on to talk about the update contains two recent finds, both of them profound. The first one I found while looking for the image of Alisa's cross, A-L-E-I-S-A's cross, and came across the Vasisa Pisces. V-E-S-I-C-A-P-I-S-C-I-S. So he's showing the cross and then playing the triskali and the seed pattern and the chalice while displaying the Vicisa Pisces. I may not be pronouncing that right, but So you've got this, um, it looks like a Celtic cross. And it has you know, like the four corners, and then it has like a center that's a diamond, and then it has, you know, um, four extensions on each side of this. So, you know, expanding beyond this reality. But, you know, he, he goes on to say the geometric vesica Pisces on the chalice wall pendant. There is one there, okay. It's like Chris, it's like intersecting two s- circles, and that's what I was seeing with these planets that are aligned in the sky. They, they're, um, you know, pathways intersect each other, and this is, you know, taking a symbol of, of taking away from duality. And it says is pregnant with meaning, and immediately caused my attention. And Google quickly brought me up to archetype speed. The face less waste is your goal. The foundational archetypes of present was always a fine place to start sniffing around. So he says, furthermore, if gravity today is being described as 30% pulling and 70% pushing, 
narrative, what can be unveiled in the Bible that we are to make of this archetypal representant of the chalice well. So they're showing seven vertical levels and three horizontal and one exit. Okay? So, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And there's one enter, so that's um, twelve. You know, that symbolizes basically twelve chakras that humanity is opening up to. Okay, so, but there's, they all intersect and they all cross. But they're showing this. So there's an entrance where the light comes through, through the top. And there's seven vertical levels and three horizontal and one exit. So, so the chalice well, also known as the Red Spring as well, situated at the foot of Glastonbury in, in the, the county of some. Somerset, England. And the chalice well symbol also is inspiration for the Eye of Elena in Sarah J. Mass's Throne of Glass series and also featured in the Kingdom of My series. I don't know if he explains this as being, you know, you know, the symbol of, you know, all the chakras going together and coming out of duality. But, you know, I'm just I'm just mentioning this because for some reason, I was looking for something else, and this popped up, so I thought, okay. And I'll do a little bit more investigating of it because, you know, I may not have time to go in through it. But I did talk about, you know, these beings last week, and you can go read more about them, the original ones. And they're featured in Welsh and Irish mythologies as gateways to the spirit world, okay? I have been in these gateways and I don't want to get into it because I don't want to get you confused but the overlapping of the inner and outer worlds when we come out we have an awareness that we're just one that is when we come out of duality okay the overlapping of the inner and outer worlds are represented by the well cover designed by the church architect and archaeologist Frederick Blybond and, and presented as a a gift after the Great War in 1919. And it is so funny, 1919, those those are magical. 19 is a magical number for me. That is the gateway number. Isn't that funny? Then my dog last year died on January the 19th at 919. So, you know, the two interlocking circles Interlocking circles constitute the symbol known as the Vesica Pisces in the welded, um, you know, design. So they talk too about these circles as a reference to Excalibur. You know, the, I also talked about the sword, the flame sword last week, and before that, I think I talked about the Seraphim having these flame swords. And the sword of the legendary King Arthur believed by some to be buried by the nearby Glastonbury Abbey. Um, anyway, all these things are symbolic of a lot of different things that are basically based on spiritual truth. By It says here, by the purest, most intellectual system of imagery conceived by the mind. And truth, which is eternal, so geometry is just an interpretation of that, okay? Because it, it is 3D. Um, 
Since it can figure for us with remarkable suggestiveness these formative principles on which the Father has built his creation, I don't want to think of the divine being as androgynous. It's not a father, but some people see it as a father. Anyway, so you can, there's a link here. It's called Chalice Well, and you, it's a Wikipedia, and it goes into it, and then they go into things about the swastika, and analogy. Anyway, you know how things were used in duality, you know, splitting out of 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 something like the swastika goes around in a circle, but it points one way. Well, they reversed it, and the Nazis used it, part of duality. And, you know, he goes on to talk about um, this swastika and the numbers one. 137 and um, you know some of those I've talked about this number 7 I've talked about the number 13 anyway they talk about the great pyramid the northeast corner slightly over 137 meters and Noah's Ark was 137.16 meters and the word Kwabala is um, Jamada value of 137 so you know all these things are just representation of you know some of these things that he's talking about and then he goes on to talk about this uh club and sword you know i i think i talked about an axe on last week's show too but then they go on to show you this is the part i want to talk about there's a picture and it's update august the 14th 2015 he talks about the approximate of the intervals of the semi-minor axes of the planet. And I was already starting to see this, and I'm thinking to myself, gee, willies, I, I really, you know, they all line up, and they're like massive chakras of this, you know, um, linking of um, into duality, the vice, the visus Pisces. Um the evolving arrangement is so dazzling and simple that we have to be a wonder again, you know. Anyway, he he just shows a picture of it. You know, I've seen these uh, five planets aligning, but, you know, Earth is also included in that and, you know, and other planets. So when you line all those planets up, you know, they intersect and include the other planets. And it's a picture of what the chakras look like, but it's also a picture of that well. So there's, you know, you, yeah, just take a look at it, okay? When you go to that site, it's, um, let me just, just talk about the site again. Um, I really think that's what's happening. And when all this lines up and happens, it pops open. Um, P.S. forward slash at 37 wordpress.com forward slash 2012, forward slash 12, forward slash 30, forward slash Rosicrucian, R-O-S-I-C-R-O-C-I-A-N, dash lectures, dash with, dash Robert, dash Gilbert. So, you know, people locked in duality and living, I don't want to use the word evil, but saw things in a different way, but they really didn't see that, what's really happening, okay? That humanity is unlocking 
these things within themselves. So anyway, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. I want to talk about um, the royal star of the earth. And, you know, I want to talk a bit about some numbers. So I I, I might go a little bit beyond the show because I have a lot of stuff that I'm talking about here. And, you know, it's unfolding as it should. Um, Start with the royal stars of the earth. I thought I had hit on the link that um, would take me right to it, but it hit me on a link that took me to a whole bunch of stuff. So, But I do have this link somewhere. Um, it's at a site called astrologia.com, A-S-T-R-O-N-L-O-G-I-A.com, forward slash 2008, forward slash 11, forward slash 26, forward slash royal number of the lion. So anyway, I wanted to talk about these numbers, the royal stars of the earth. And the number is 23, 65, 37, and 51. And there's some other numbers too, but they they have other meanings. So the royal stars of the earth, these are amazing. Many people have asked me this question, which number is the most desirable, most lucky number in numerology? Although there is no concrete answer for the particular question, I can say to a very large number and to extent that the number 23 is a very special in many ways. But when you add the two numbers together, it's a five, and that's the number of humanity going into heart consciousness, okay? And I've talked about that on shows many, many times. And think about the human body. There's the head, the two arms, and the two legs. It's like a starfish, okay? Okay. The number 23 in very many special ways is considered as one of the luckiest numbers in numerology. In numerology, there are some certain numbers called royal stars. There are four royal stars that protect our earth. They are 30, I mean 20, <laughs> 23, 37, 51, and there's one more number, which is 65. And I've experienced all these numbers, and I've talked about them on different shows at different times. And I talked about the 51 just a little while ago. The above-mentioned four numbers are very powerful numbers in numerology and can influence a person largely. Out of the four numbers, the most desirable number is 23 and can be used by, by anyone. It's compatible for a person born on the day 23. I think, you know, Carol, Carol Guy's birthday is October 23rd, so that's a very lucky number and even your name can be a 23 if you you know some people change their names to do that they can be used in their company's name or players can wear the jersey as a number 23 or one can introduce number 23 in their life in many ways there's even a book and a movie called 23 but you know they focused on some of the negative stuff about that but um you know that's duality and that's people trying to you know you know, focus on the negative stuff and duality. One can introduce number 23 in their lives in many ways and become successful in the field they've used it. Sports persons, 23 are some of the best in their field. And 23 has the power to propel a person's fame like anything. Having one's name as 23 makes them capable of achieving anything in life, all materialistic pleasures. So it's still like a 3D number, though, okay? 
um, rendered to them. Number 23 is called the Royal Star of the Lion. The ultimate power of 23 comes in the field of politics, where a person with a name as 23 can excel in politics and defeat their opponents easily. It's a number of the masses, which creates huge fan following and admiration for the person. The real-life examples are many who have 23 in their name or a business or profession of attained stardom among masses. It is truly a star number in the field of numerology. So it, it's, you know, I just wanted to mention, you know, like people, they, they have a chat thing going on too. I'd just be curious if they've got, um, okay, they, they talk about the other numbers here. And I've talked about 51 a little bit, so let's just see about 37. 37 is one of my real numbers. I got these numbers in my head one time when I woke up one morning and I played them and I won money for a while. So number 37 in numerology is called the Royal Star of the Bull. Right now it's time to know about the other splendid number which belongs to the Royal Star of the Bull and it's considered to be the number of Adonis by the gurus who mastered numerology. In fact, 37 is very special. And then, you know, they talk about the number 23 is the Royal Star of the Lion. And I was just noticing a friend of mine the other day. He has a lot of lion's stuff everywhere on his walls. So I wasn't sure if he was a Leo or he had there was something to do with his number 23. You know, in the terms, you know, I guess there was a, a time where the sign of the Leo was big because, you know, when the pyramids and stuff were built, because it's, or they they changed it, you know, on that sphinx. In terms of romance and relationships, a person having 23 in their name will have a wonderful love life and a great sex life. They certainly have more friends in the opposite sex. Anyone who wants to taste success in their love life can opt for this number. Also donates zenith of fame and popularity. A content person with the name as a 37 will reach the heights of glory. Julia Roberts comes 37 and this number is also famous for making millionaires. So, who starts their life in an ordinary note, went on to achieve stardom. One of these interesting facts is a person, male, with the value of their name, tends to have more than one love affair and can live a life of a Casanova. The number zero numerology can be witnessed by the 37, which is the symbolic number of love. So I'm just looking at this. Some It was visited three times today, so maybe some of you are looking at it right now. Um, so let me go back and, and I'll, I'll do the, see if I can do the 51. Come on now. This, this site, this thing popped up, you know, uh, ads, crazy thing. Um, 51. I already talked about it, but the Royal Stars of the Earth, um, it's called the Royal Star of Man. So this is an important thing for humanity right now because I keep seeing it, okay? And I keep seeing 17 and I keep seeing 19. So the Royal, and I know it has to do with the 19 has to do with the gateway, okay? So, and I already talked about the other numbers. So in my previous post, I've discussed about numbers 37 and 23, which are said to be 
the royal star of the bull and the royal star of the lion. Now we will talk about another spectacular number which belongs to the royal star of the earth. And it's called, you know, it, progresses, it possesses great magical powers. Among the numbers which it comes under the family of six, like um, 24, 42, 33. Um, so it comes, it go, it, it, it's, um, it, it intersects out of two family groups. So that's, you know, the the intersecting number, the anti-duality number, okay? Um, it talks about 24, 42, 33. And this one's considered the most luckiest and powerful number. This number denotes sudden jump to fame and popularity from regs to riches. So it, hap- it makes things happen suddenly. And um, humanity is, is having this happen suddenly. person having their names value... Uh, 51 will hold very high places and posts. Their body and mind will possess extraordinary energy to think and act. These people possess flawless endurance and abundant energy in them, and they are highly imaginative, and their emotions flow like a wild river. They can work like a machine without knowing the meaning of tiredness and fatigue. And as rightly said, they have strength and power of a lion. And no one can defeat them in terms of energy and, and their power. They're gifted with both physical and psychic strength. 51 also helps in accumulating large masses of wealth and fame. People with number 51 should be cautious not to hurt anyone's emotions. So I did a little bit of that, reading about that. So I thought I'd do a little bit of that. Let's see what else I have up my sleeve. Um, one other thing. Uh, let me see if I, that one shows up anywhere. They really didn't talk about 65, so maybe that's for another time. I think it, mu- it must be. I'm just going to take another drink of water. Okay. Maybe I'll I'll talk about something that I've been kind of in, in, indicating, but not really indicating it. And I was I was talking about seeing things from a point when you're in uh, fifth dimensional consciousness. You know, a lot of people talk about who really controls the world, who pulls the strings, who's hiding behind the curtain, and um, you know, people say, "Oh, that's paranoia and this and that," and. Basically, it just comes down to this is a, a world of duality. This is a world of that's based on money and materialistic things. It's been set up to go that way and to it's it's actually created part of the duality. Okay, and you know, I mentioned the, the number thirty-seven. I'm looking at this. Listen to this from a massive database of thirty-seven million companies. Gasfelder pulled out. 43,060 transitional corporations, companies that operate in more than one country that are all connected by the shareholders. So he went in from the outside, you know, like when you're on the outside, you're at a point, right? But if you have a whole bunch of outsides, you can see into the center. So we're going the reversal. It says here, just go back and follow the money. So this system theorist, James B., Gatfelder did just that. So he went and looked at these, you know, 37 million, which is a magical number. And he constructed a model that actually displays how connected these companies are to one through ownership shares and their corresponding operating revenues. 
there are 13, 18 transnational corporations that form the core of this economy. So that's not very many. Super connected companies are red. They have this kind of graph, and it's a globe. And they're showing red, and they're showing yellow. And this is called the Outside Club Report, who really controls the world. Um, it, he's, he goes on to say, it almost scared the bejeebies the out of him. And, you know, complex theories aren't his forte. And this looks like some intergalactic snow globe. But this Glaufelder has done a remarkable job of boiling these corporations down to main actors as well, pinpointing how much power they have over the global market. These ownership networks can reveal who the key players are. You know, we talked about keys. They thought they had some keys, but they didn't have the right keys. But that's a whole other story. And how they're organized and exactly how interconnected these powers are. Each of the 1318, 1,318 had ties to two other companies, and on average they were connected to 20. What's more, although they represent 20% of the global operating revenues, the 1318 appeared to be collectively owned through their shares. The majority of the world's blue chip and manufacturing firms, the real economy, represents a further 60% of global revenues. So when the team further untangled the web of ownership, it was found that it tracked down to super entity of 147, even more tightly knit companies. All of their ownership was held by other members of the super entity that controlled 40% of the total wealth in the network. Um, so according to this data, Glatfelder found that the top 730 shareholders control a whopping 80% of the entire revenue of these transnational corporations. Surprise, surprise, they're mostly financial institution in the United States and the United Kingdom. Surprise, surprise, that's a huge amount of concentrated control in a number of hands. There are top 10 transitional companies that hold the control over the global economy. And if you are one of the millions that are convinced big banks run the world, you should get a creeping sense of validation from this list. Barclays, Capital Group Companies, FMR Corporation, AXA, State Street Corporation, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, Legal & General Group, PLC, Vanguard Group, and UBS AG, and Merrill Lynch & Company is number 10. Some of the other usually suspects round out the top 25, including Morgan Stanley, Credit Suisse, and Goldman Sachs. What you won't find are ExxonMobil, Microsoft, or General Electric, which I found shocking. In fact, you have to scroll all the way down to China, Petrochemical Group at number 50, to find a company that actually creates something. So these companies all control other some things, okay? The top 49 corporations are financial institutions, banks, and insurance companies, with the exception of Walmart, which ranks at number 15. So the rest essentially just push money around to one another. So we talk about, you know, credits and banks and, you know, they're, where are they getting their money from? Da, da 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 From us. Here's the interconnectedness of the top players, and they have a whole thing, and I don't want to get into it, but that's a fun part. And there's a fun fact about the number one player, Barclays, was the main player in the LIBOR manipulation scandal and was found to have committed fraud and collusion with other interconnected big banks. It was fined $20 million by the Commodity Futures Trading Company Commission and 160 by the United States Department of Justice and 59.5 million pounds by the Financial Services 
So, despite its crimes, Barquet still paid $3.9 billion in bonuses last year, including a whopping two, I don't even want to get into it, investment banking, head rich to Rich Richie. And yes, that's his really name. Like instead of Richie Rich, his name's Rich Richie. So maybe the comic <laughs> was based on something. Anyway, these are the people who run the world. So how do they run the world? With somebody else's money. So how do we make, you know, instead of looking at too big to fail, we're looking at too connected to fail. So Gladfelder contends that the high degree of interconnectedness can be bad for stability because stress can spread through the system like an epidemic. So industrial Henry Ford once clipped, it is, it is well enough the people of the nation do not understand a banking money system, or if they did, I believe there would be a revolution before tomorrow morning. So anyway, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. It doesn't surprise people. Anyway, um, we're talking about magical numbers and um, how things have been set up here. You know, how how can we change things here? We just have to look at the situation and see, you know, and, and humanity is awakening now. You know, I put a picture on Facebook, and you can go plug in my name, Diane Buckberger, and see my picture on Facebook. I have my eyeballs missing in the picture. But when you click on it, there are my eyeballs. So, you know, I know that, and and I'm going to go off the air, so if you're listening, you know, on the phone, you'll be able to hear me, but if you're not, you can go back and listen to the rest of this. You know, a lot of these um, have used these numbers, and, you know, there's just understanding of, of, of why. Huh. I'm going to click on something because I'm being led to click on something. It has to do with numbers here. I don't know why, but um, it's called occult numerology. It's um, WWBIBI. Okay, I'll start again. www.bibliotecapleyades.net. Sociopolitical. Uh, Atlantean Conspiracy, and then Atlantean Conspiracy 39.htm. Anyway, this is, um, it, it talks about numbers are a key to the ancient use of cosmology, spiritual as physically, to the evolution of the present human race. All systems of re- religious mysticism are based on numbers. So what does that tell you? It tells you that this system's been set up, okay? And um, it's important that we see beyond that right now. Okay, the numbers 3, 5, 7, 9, 11, 13, and 33, and all multiples of them have esoteric meanings to the brotherhood and used in a variety of ways. And they are geometrically encoded in brand names and encrypted in corporate logos. Maybe that's why I was supposed to see it. They're showing all this. So it's, you know, we have things on TV that are being encrypted to us and subliminal things, but it's also being encrypted in what we buy. 
And it goes on to say they are used as numbers of councilmen, uh, signatories, and important documents. Dates with numerological significance are used to dedicate monuments and to stage false flag events and to plan assassinations. Without fail, the Brotherhood nearly always numerologically or symbolically leaves its footprints. So by analyzing these sacred numbers and their interrelationships, occult idea secrets begin to surface. The numbers 379, 11, 13, 33, 39, and any multiple of these numbers have special meaning. Two, I don't want to say the word, but I will, Illuminati. Notice the Bilderbuck group has a core of 39 members who are broken into three groups of 13 members in each group. Notice that the core of 39 answers to 13 who make up the policy committee. Take special notice that 13 members of the policy committee answer to the round table of nine. You know the original number of the states in the United States was 13. The Constitution has seven articles and was signed by 37 members. So what does this tell you? You can go on and read it. Um, I just, for some reason, that I was supposed to share that with you. I never laid eyes on it before. I want to talk, now I'm going to get off topic, because we were talking at the beginning of what you can do to make you healthy, okay? You know, a lot of the food supply and GMOs and all that other crap, um, there's an article here. It's www.chimachine4u.com, and then the, it's a number for u.com, forward slash beauty html. And it goes on to say, you know, I was reading some articles and people were talking to me. I had a friend that had that thermage done, and her face just basically melted away. You know, um, why are people doing this to themselves when you, you know, can take care of yourself and you can look young? I'm close to 60 and I still look like I'm in my 30s. People don't believe me when they tell them. They they think my son's my brother or my boyfriend. So I have I always eaten this way? No, but I try to now. It says anti-aging diet, beauty tips, and glycation. So and I've talked about glycation. I talked last week a little bit about um, how that GMO sugar is what's causing cancer and heart disease and all the other stuff. I just want to mention that you know cold-pressed organic olive oil is something that um, you can take if you want to, you know, break down the coating within the arteries. It's at a high frequency and it's good for that and I've talked before about foods high in vitamin K and other vitamins Um, you know and taking vitamin K2 to help but apparently um, the coenzyme Q10 are are not at a, a good enough level to be using for people so try to eat as raw, as natural, and as wholesome foods as you can. Anyway, it goes here. How do you stay youthful and beautiful? The answer is not Botox injections, liposuction, plastic surgery, or lying on the couch and drinking alcohol and playing video games while eating McDonald's pizza or drinking a glass of milk or soda, followed by chocolate ice cream or trying to fit into smaller jeans, wearing oversized sweats, boring your teenager's clothes, buying designer outfits and gold jewelry, or driving a sports car. So, you know, a lot of people overcompensate and they think oh, I want to look young I'm going to drive a sports car but if you're you know anyway you get the picture 
dating younger lovers or buying expensive cosmetics and cellulite creams, taking prescription medications, being constantly pissed off, angry, upset, or gossiping, blah, blah, blah. He says, phew, aging is hard work. An easier answer is how do you specifically sabotage your beauty and youth and health? You know, that was a word I wanted to use before, sabotage, because... um, you know the work that we do, we're, we're humanity doing right now. They, they, they. If you're in fear, you go like you're kind of self-sabotaging yourself. And you know some of the stuff I talked about, um, you know, just a few minutes ago might send people into a, f- a fear spinny or frenzy, and that's exactly what they want. You know, we're the ones that are, you know, helping them. So anyway, you can figure it out for yourself. Uh, the easier question is answer. How do you specifically sabotage your beauty, youth, and health? So I repeated that again. Age is not the result of one single factor, but is a accumulation result of factors including, and they go excess sugar, soda, Starbucks, alcohol, candy, bread, junk food, box food, etc. Advanced glycation and, and end products like cooking food and overcooking, barbecuing and stuff. Excess body weight, acid diet, and overeating, you know, with the junk food and the pop. Uh, progressive dehydration, lack of water, uh, protein degradation, progressive uh, systemic inflammation, accumulated toxic buildup in the organ tissue, including nicotine. Uh, reduced circulation, reduced oxygenation, lacks of physical activity. Impeded energy flow in the body and lack of movement, but we're also talking about, you know, the energy of being, you know, not looking at stuff and um, it actually locks down your energetic centers and it, you can you can shift that. Um, reduce cellular energy production, you know, the ATP and the cells, changes in hormone levels and hormone balance, cell senescence or the aging of cells, diminish telomerase activity, and, of course, the good old wear and tear. You know, all those people out jogging might not be a plan. And this is extracted and adapted from an article by John Barrow, J-O-N-B-A-R-R-O-N. Tip, nicotine found in cigarettes will break down collagen, which causes the skin to lose elasticity. Even being around people that smoke... Okay, I keep trying to subtly get people around me to quit. How many of the following are part of your daily life? Enemy number one, youth and health, sugar, followed by salt and milk, potatoes, rice, breads, pasta, cake, pastries, and alcohol turn into sugar. Sugar is poison to the human body. Simply stay away from food that is white. Okay. And humans are the only animals to eat sugar and salt and the only animals that drink another animal's milk. So cooked food, junk food, fast food, fried food, boxed food, canned food, acid foods, animal protein is proven to trigger cancer. So that means it's cooked, okay? Dairy proteins triggers breast cancer. Focus on plant proteins versus everything. Animal protein has much more, Okay that'll cause these problems. So alcohol, soda, excessive coffee, milk, hormone, antibiotics, mucus, steroids, radiation. You know, if you have organic whole milk that's been pasture-fed, that might be a little different. But 
you know, most people just go to the store and grab some milk. Cigar, cigarette, or overexposure to the sun, sunscreen filled with toxic chemicals, emotional stress, anger, depression, holding on to the past. You know, depression might be a sign that you need to look at things. So um, don't hold on to that. Lack of sleep, lack of oxygenation, prescription medication, poisonous and toxic. You know, and taking a lot of these things causes inflammation and causes um, buildup of the plaque within the arteries and then you're not getting any oxygenation. They talk about hardcore street drugs, cocaine and heroin, and then vaccinations. There's links to all this. All the above over time equal low energy pain, disease and illness, obesity, depression, wrinkles and destroy youth and beauty. Right now, address the original question, how do you stay youthful and beautiful? They talk about Mimi Kirk and I have Mimi as a friend on Facebook and she's in her 70s. And I, I actually believe she's about maybe almost 77. She's had nothing done to her. She's a raw vegan. She looks incredible. So the first and foremost is what you eat. You know, they say you are what you eat. And you are what you take within you and who you surround yourself with. So if you're hanging out with some people that aren't on the up and up and they're doing nasty things, you got to ask yourself, how am I going to change if I'm around that? Okay, or maybe you're mirroring. You got to break that mirror to what's really within you. It's up to you whether you want to get yourself out of duality or not. First and foremost, anti-aging diet. It is critically important to feed yourselves what they need, and most of you do that, and some of you do not. So, is it easy to stuff your body with chemicals, pesticides, hormones, preservatives, fats, MSG, sweeteners, white flour, sugars, additives, and dyes, which apparently cause your brain to malfunction, as you cannot possibly fathom why your body has become wrinkled, obese, depressed, lethargic, and broken. And we're talking about Parkinson's here, you know, and other different things, and dementia. And A list below is almost everything your body needs to remain healthy, mentally, and physically active and look younger than you are. Every item has been specifically chosen to cover any eternal, internal illness, emotional state, energy level, and health challenge, as well as external beauty, eyesight, hair, nails, and skin, including wrinkles, acne, texture, and parlor regardless of age. And all the foods are listed below, but the foods you typed in bold are even more important. So greens, spinach, Brussels sprouts, kale, then those are in bright letters, and then mustard greens, turnip greens, collards, dandelion, and then in dark cabbage and wheatgrass. And veggies, they're in dark as tomatoes, avocado, and mushrooms. These are all organic, by the way. And then broccoli. And then cauliflower, bell peppers, cucumber, carrots, celery, and alfalfa sprouts, but dark is garlic, onions, and ginger again. These are all the foods I have. And then fruit. I eat mostly berries. And they talk about berries here. Raspberries, blackberries, elderberry, strawberry, blueberry, goji, acai, and then apricots, papaya is in italicized, guava, passion fruit, maca, pineapple, watermelon, cantaloupe. It says never combine melons with other fruit. We all know that. Banana, figs, dates, cherries, canberry, and then in dark again, pomegranate seeds, nuts and seeds. These are all the things I eat. Almonds are dark, hazelnuts. Then walnuts are dark, macadamia nuts, cashews, Brazil nuts. They're high in selenium. Hummus, I guess they have the, the tahini in it. 
um, and this, you know, the what do you call it? Uh, sesame seeds in them. Pumpkin, sunflower seeds, flax seeds, and those are those three. The pumpkin, sunflower, and flax seeds are in dark, italicized. Activated barley, buckwheat, oat grass, stabilized rice bran, quinoa, and wheat germ. And then hemp hearts are in dark too. Dairy. They, I actually talk about dairy here. I'm going to take a drink of water. Eggs. And they say poached or scrambled. And then uh, free range. You know, all these things are natural and organic, okay? No vaccines with the chickens. If the egg sinks in the water, it's healthy. If it floats, it's not good. Greek yogurt, kefir, probiotics in both, and goat's cheese, unsalted butter. And the ocean, there's, there's certain fish that you shouldn't eat, but the ones that you should eat, according to this, is wild salmon, sardines, oysters, herring, Seaweed for iodine and then oysters, but those in the dark. And then tuna, halibut, shrimp. Shrimp's a bottom feeder, so don't eat that too often. Trout, mackerel. Pokey is a type of raw tuna they, I guess, they make sushi with. And spirulina and nori and clams, mussels, and caviar. But I guess you you have to watch where you get these from. And then animal, turkey, lamb, beef, duck, liver, pate. Anyway, but, you know, it's really fatty, so I wouldn't mess around with that. They talk about juice here, raw coconut water, raw almond milk, uh, pineapple, grapefruit, carrot, prune juice, green tea water, red wine, one glass of dinner, dressings, termac, cayenne, pepper, black pepper, extra virgin olive oil, and coconut oil, balsamic vinegar, local honey, bee pollen, Horseradish, parsley, cilantro, rosemary, supplements, Corellia, and that's you know they list uh, Yeyama Corella from Japan as one of the very best. But right now, you know, there's glow in the dark stuff going on there, so check that out. Lara Bar available at Trader Joe's, delicious all natural health food bars, dark chocolate, cacao, and you can get. Organic raw chocolate, too. Go green, supplemental green powder containing numerous anti-aging ingredients. Madel Ball, need to cleanse your body. So, And then they talk about fat-burning foods and asparagus, beets, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, carrots, celery, cucumber, garlic, horseradish, lettuce, onions, radishes, tomatoes, apple cider vinegar, olives, avocados, kefir, yogurt drink, flax, and pumpkin seeds are good for reducing belly fat. So sugar creates serious glycation. Sugar ages the body, destroys, and, and creates disease. So glycation, also called the Mallard reaction, occurs from eating sugar, highly refined carbs. Sugar attached and binds to proteins in the blood and speeds the formation of advanced glycation end products known as AGEs. And cooked food creates wrinkles. Another reason why we age is due to eating cooked food, which creates glycation, barbecue, grilled, and roasted. So if you want to slow aging and stay healthy, avoid uh, circulation and kidney and brain problems, cataract development, heart arteries, reduce stiffness, reduce muscle function, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, eat raw whole foods, and choose poaching, braising, and slow cooking instead. The more whole living foods you eat, the more you can prevent these AGEs from creating new wrinkles. But, you know, more than wrinkles, it's what's going on inside your body. 
No. Raw fruits and vegetables have negligible amounts of AGEs, and steamed vegetables have 10 to 100 AGEs. Any food that comes in a box or package has tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of AGEs. Dairy or meat has 10,000 AGEs. Traditional Thanksgiving dinner has 100,000 AGEs. The Journal of American Diabetic Association usually advises better to eat things raw, steamed, or lightly roasted. Once it's gone past 100 degrees through boiling and frying, the AGEs quickly pile up. And cooked food destroys enzymes, and we all lack enzymes. Aging is directly linked to enzyme depletion. They are required for every single you know thing that happens in the body in a chemical reaction. All of your muscles, your tissues, your bones, your organs, they're run by enzymes. So sugar causes glycation and inflammation. Sugar ages the body rapidly and often irreversibly. Sugar feeds cancer, and it's poison to the skin and the body and the mind. AGE stimulate enzymes in the skin that start munching up collagen and elastin tissue, and the result of breakdown of collagen and elastin directly to wrinkles and sagging and even, you know, I'm sure me talking the phone doesn't help either doing these shows, but salt is a learned taste, not a natural one. Adding salt to food is a natural. Humans are only primates that eat salt. So, you know, some people talk about using seawater or things like that to get their minerals. Um, foods that protect and reduce glycation, lipopene-rich tomato paste, green tea, blueberry extract, cinnamon, garlic, Ginger, grape seed extract, pomegranate, reversal in red wine, carnosine in eggs and beef, carnitine in beef, um, cursumin, I guess also there, berries, almonds, and spinach for salicylic acid, uh, coenzyme Q10 found in fatty fish, salmon, tuna, sardines, as well as berries, spinach, broccoli, legs, liver, heart, and kidneys. So they also talk about sulfur residue foods that contain enzymes that aid skin flexibility and collagen and rebuilding and protecting it from damage. Hot peppers, broccoli, garlic, horseradish, kale, um, onions, pumpkin seeds, spirula, and uh, watercress. And silicon maintains the strength, elasticity of the cells and connective tissue. And it aids directly in the regeneration of tissues and thus makes a direct impact on wrinkles and radishes, romaine lettuce, cucumber skin, bell pepper, tomato skin, young leafy vegetable spinach, bananas, apricots, zinc is essential for um, skin beauty, wrinkle prevention and sex life that promotes cell repair and growth, and enzymes that build new collagen do not properly function without zinc, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, pine nuts, cashews, macadamia nuts, sesame seeds, young coconuts, maca root powder from Peru is great for the libido, loose sparingly, and by only the best, some people have negative physical reactions. Um, juicing is fabulous. You know, um, I don't know if anybody has a juicer, but, you know, just be cautious with it because there's, you know, sugar in that too. Gives your body fresh living vitamins, minerals, and enzymes. Juicing is known to kill, uh, known to heal cancer cells. And do not drink with a meal other than sipping water and a glass of red wine. Drinks should be taken before or after a meal. Skip coffee after a meal as it acidifies the food. 
Never mix carbs with protein. Eat fruit before a meal or on its own. Otherwise, it will ferment and cause gas and bloating inside the body. Eat as much fresh, raw fruit and vegetables as possible. If you need to cook, then steam or bake in the oven. So just be aware of that and cover it, you know, with a little bit of water maybe even. Um, Chew slowly, taste, and enjoy every mouthful. Sit down at a table to eat. Do not eat cooked food late at night. Avoid snacks at night. And try nutritious snacks as raw veggies or fruit, you know, between meals. Organic and veggies are better. Fruit and vegetables. Throw away your microwave. And, you know, you don't want to eat food that has all those herbicides and pesticides and crap in them. Um, For your information regarding teen, our bodies break down protein to amino acids and then reassemble those amino acids into proteins that our bodies need. It's more energy efficient to current... Consume the straight amino acids and have our body assemble them into the proteins we need. Amino acids are highly abundant in proteins such as vegetable greens, hemp parts, seeds and raw fruits. Animal protein is fear-filled as well as saturated with antibodies, hormones, radiation, and other toxins. Specific anti-aging food for skin and body, royal jelly, and they go on to say what that has. Then cumin, uh, eyesight, um, for eyesight, they talk about dark green leafy vegetables, papayas, carrots, oranges, marine uh, phytoplankton. Raw food is excellent for, for slowing the graying of hair, especially organic foods, slow hair aging, red and orange fruits and green leafy vegetables, iron, spinach prevents brittle nails and thinning. So fewer wrinkles, avocado, olive oil, spinach, flax seeds, sprouts, onions, red peppers, goji berries, Sagging skin, grapes and blueberries, lip wrinkles. Play slices of tomato for a minute or two. Apply avocado or honey as a facial mask. And carrots, cooked tomatoes and cocoa. Organic chocolate, protect against premature aging from sun damage. Cut potato, cucumber, put soothing on to the eyes, reduce wrinkles and swelling. So they go on to talk about who are, you know, celebrity vegans and all that other stuff. They talk about the pH balance of the body and the vitamin A and the omega-3s and, you know, all the different vitamins and stuff and how it helps. And zinc and water residual aids in flexibility and collagen uh, strength and hyaluronic acid and silicon, lycopene and polyphenol and lutein and antioxidants and hemp seeds, wheatgrass and probiotics, kefir, Greek yogurt, miso, kimchi, and sauerkraut, and water. Okay, lack of sleep promotes fat storage and food cravings and weight gain, you know, and it's important, you know, to clear the body of toxins when you're sleeping and then, you know, get dark, good sleep because the melatonin is important for the body too and it helps prevent cancer. Vitamin D is important too. There's so many different things. Anyway, they just say here that tomatoes with lycopene provide a natural sunscreen. I know watermelon does too. Um, and they go on to talk about the stuff in cosmetics that cause a lot of problems with, you know, the stuff in cancer and stuff that you might be putting on your face. And they talk about exfoliating and what you should do with your hair and how you should suntan and um, regeneration schedule. Um, men and women, 120 days as new red blood cells, 90 days as new skeleton, 60 days new bladder, new tissue cells, 40, 
four days, forty-five days new liver, thirty days new hair, new skin, five days new stomach lining, and um, approximately one year there's approximately ninety-eight percent total renewal. Some people say you have a totally different body within seven years. So why do you still have the same physical challenges? Take a long, hard look and look at your diet and your emotions and what's going on with it. So then they go on about mental and emotional state and focus on what you want, not what you don't want. So that's why I don't focus on the negative stuff in duality. I focus on the positive stuff and um, shifting consciousness and all the good things. And it is happening, even though maybe people may not be thinking about it or noticing it. It is. If you don't buy it, you can't eat it. So keep those things out of your home. And there's a lot of other different sites on there, okay? Let me just see what else I want to talk about. Um, I talked about groundhog and digging deep within you. And some people still being the same, and they actually want the system to stay the same because they they can't see beyond 3D reality, okay? It means that they don't have the upper chakras opening up. There's some secrets being revealed to us within humanity, okay? That's why these eclipses happen. They're indications of things that are happening within humanity. That's why I do this show, because I want humanity to to to, to know what's going on, okay? Um, and anyway... When you shine the light on the shadow, it goes away. When you, be, when you become aware of these false beliefs that you have about yourself, when you do this work, they will go away. And that's what, you know, Jupiter conjunct the North Node and the Moon in Virgo is all about. Um, I'm reading this off uh, the Pele report, okay? It's the one for January 27th. That's what Virgo is all about, and that's what the year is all about, with the nodes coming out of Pisces. It's funny that we're talking about this, this cease of Pisces and all these energies interlinking. There's so much energy going on right now. The mystery, the collective consciousness, what deeply buried with my, in myself is coming up and coming like, up like a pimple on your face to be purged, to be cleansed, to be cleared. It's not easy work, like I said before, and I've talked about quite a bit. It's not fun work. It's not a fun year. But just think, 2017 is around the corner, and 17 is a magical number. But I'm telling you, this time of letting go of old baggage, okay? So either you want to keep carrying that baggage around and you want things to stay the same, or you let go. So letting go of that patriarchy, the 6,000 years of male dominance, that's you know masculine and feminine separating that's why I say that the divine energy is androgynous, okay? And maybe that's why we're seeing people, they, they, they're trying to understand that energy and they're, they're making themselves androgynous. I don't know. But I, I, I do and I don't know, okay? I can't speak for other people why they're doing it. I know what I see. 2017 is going to be, uh, this is me talking now, is going to be a a pretty amazing year. You know, there's a lot of work being done now. And and anyway, he goes on to say that Virgo creates crisis. This is a type of crisis, and crisis is designed. But sometimes, you know, we go through things, and we think it's a crisis if we live in fear. We think it's a crisis, but it's really a way of going and breaking that mirror. You know, like we might think, oh, dear, we're going to have seven years of bad luck. Well, we're going to have 2017. <laughs> 
because we went beyond the box, okay? Why do you think people say, you know, like, if you break the mirror, you'll have seven years bad luck? It's part of the programming, okay? They don't want you to do that, so they're going to create that within you. Um, Moon, Mars, and Scorpio is, is let go, and actually let go of this baggage from a long time ago. So it's time. It's time really take in a new life and let go of the old. Embrace, you know, like we're going beyond the, you know, the that little groundhog was trying to give these people a message. In the movie Groundhog Day, he kept getting a message until he got it right. You know, maybe he didn't deal with stuff. And then finally when he did, and he looked at love, it took him beyond all that. Embrace Aquarius, this air. Well, I call it outer space, bring in the new. This is what he's saying. Aquarius is the future. Mars, Moon, and Scorpio is flesh. And let go of the past and breathe in more of the future. And let go of the past. Breathe in the future. Let go of the past. So that's an exercise you can do when you're laying there and meditating. You know, breathe in. Breathe out. Release. Look at the stuff. Let it go. Live in that center. Live from your center. Don't live on that line in time and space. Live in the moment. It's about cleansing right now. You know, I talked about all the foods you can eat to cleanse yourself and clear. You know, why are all these yucky foods created? They're created to keep you in that um, 3D reality, that matrix, but we're going beyond that, okay? It says you can do this with a liver cleanse, kidney cleanse, colon cleanse, any type of cleanse you actually do want to do with your physical body it doesn't have to be all physiological though so it goes beyond that sweat it out and he goes on to say it even be some good sex laughing this is another side of scorpio it's using great partnership and relationship and building the container but it goes you know beyond that too it's connecting with people and loving other people and seeing that we're all really more connected when we think. You know, we're seeing all these different things that are very negative sometimes, but how do we know that hasn't been set up to create us to slip back into duality? Of course it is, but people are seeing beyond that. And, I, you know, it's all about the breath right now, the breath in and out of life. Olive oil, another thing, if you take a teaspoon and a half out of olive oil, a day, it'll clean those arteries out. Pomegranate does it. Um, the the uh, K, if you don't want to eat liver, you take vitamin K too. And, you know, and butter that passed your fresh butter, organic butter. Anyway, he says, um, he goes on to say, um, the last thing I have to say is Virgo about simplicity. It can be this time, Jupiter has been in Leo for a long time. It's a lot of expansion. We're big, big and big, and we can take on and take on, and the more we take on, now we're coming to a place to throw this out, get rid of that. It's cleaning out the garbage and getting rid of this stuff. So, you know, I'm just reading his point of view, okay? You know, they talk about, I know people have gone to McDonald's, and um, you see the Golden Artist, that has some um, symbolic meaning too, Saturn meaning, Okay. People that know what that means give them the idea. But people that have gone to eat there over a month and never ate anything else almost died. There's movies on it, Supersize Me. And I've known people that have eaten there and gotten fat within a month. You know, so bringing forth things that will help you and help you go beyond this reality. 
Oh, I wanted to do a little bit. I was telling you um, about all these lines that I was seeing, um, and it it's, I was talking about at the beginning, it symbolized um, exactly what this uh, eighth chakra looks like, okay? I was see it was almost like um, a Cupid bow, you know, all these uh, points pointing upwards and, and firing back at each other and stuff. And this is a different point of view. I want to read about the eighth chakra. This is, comes from the complete book of chakra healing by Cindy Dale, plus assorted websites, this person that wrote this article. Um, some of them, he says they're, they're one and a half inches and three and three quarter centimeters above the head. But it goes up to like two feet above the head. Um People say the color is, uh, in duality, black or white, but some people say it's silver or ultraviolet. Um, anyway, when it's black, it reflects our abilities to absorb other energies, you know, when it's split. So uh, it has to do, they say the endocrine gland is the thymus. So it's seeing, seeing things in the thymus that it goes to the upper heart. So maybe that's why I was seeing it fall down. Mine was falling down. Uh, problem, time issues, being too late, being too early. Uh, this is if it's not open. Metabolism, difficult relationships, chronic problems, diseases, any problem that's been carried over from a previous life. So this is opening you up and getting rid of all that stuff and so you can look out and deal with all those things and get beyond them. Okay, there are many addictions associated with the chakra, which are related to the tendency to absorb others' energies. That's if it's split. Then we create uh, crave substances, drugs, stimulants, and depressants of all sorts to compensate. Source of all past knowledge, karmic memory, access to dimensions and time. So this allows you to be able to do that. Access point for past life information, present life data alternate reality portals, other dimensions and levels, selected and possible futures. You know, I talked about that on last week's show, what I was seeing in these other portals opening up. Intuitive communication style, place that regulates our destiny points and decisions our soul made before we were born regarding life events, also the place in which we can change these decisions. Employ the shaman diet consisting of healthy and pure foods with little sugar or salt. So if you want to open this up. Like I said, that's why I gave you all that information of changing your diet. Metaphysical tips. Shift the the chakra color using guided visualization and tension from black to silver or ultraviolet. This will eliminate most addictive tendencies. Contains the Akashic Records, the books that records all things that have ever been recorded and that sort of thing. You know, you can access it through that. Um, there was something else I wanted to... Uh, I gotta find that. I gotta get going here. Um, oh, I got this. There's some really loud noise going on outside my office. Kind of a little bit irritating. Um, oh crap! Okay. I wanted to um, read something, but I'm gonna have to scroll down to find it now because it disappeared. Okay, so I talked about a lot of different numbers. I talked about anti-aging things, um, talked about 
getting out of this reality, not staying the same, getting, you know, like coming out of this reality, um, going back into the original reality that we sh- we should have here, okay? Um, and i got to find this before I go. Okay. This, this person wrote this um, article. There's a reason why the earthquakes are, are occurring now, and, and the reason why I was, I went out and bought this necklace that had a cupid on it. It was sort of like a, what do you call it? Um, this thing is crazy. I don't know why my computer's doing this. But basically the person's saying um, the forecast for, um, now it's popping out of that and going somewhere else. It says the closing down of borders is connected to an aspect to Mercury, Hermes, and Capricorn, the goat, into which the great age we are moving. So the energy, um, we're going beyond the boundaries. That's one of the articles this person wrote. Susan Seymour. And there's a reason behind the changes occurring now on the planet Earth, and unfortunately no one can find the reason because they are not they are afraid of appearing stupid. Okay, the study of the stars is always study left to certain um the highest class the priestly class and but now it's shifted it's a shame that the disbelief and fear has contributed to this lack of knowledge and is going to cause um you know some problems with other people anyway they talk about these keys and i've been i was talking about some keys too but about the elite and how they made the keys so um that people wouldn't be able to notice, but they have noticed. And it's it's about living beyond the fearfulness and egotism and the this um matrix and and that sort of stuff. Okay. But um they she talks about these Cupid bows firing and you know, a lot of people think that's why the, these earthquakes are happening and stuff like that. I thought I should mention this. But I think it's really because people are being activated. And when something happens within humanity, it happens, you know, within, you know, within us. So um, I had some exercises that I wanted to do, but I'll, I'll give you the page and maybe you can um, do it. It's called www.transmission. Transmissions to the Awaken dot com. So WW Transmissions to the Awaken dot com, the chakras. And they talk about each chakra and and what it's like and um you know, they go beyond the eighth chakra and they talk about the spiritual chakra and how to clear the chakras. And they talk about um Alberto Velodo's book, The Four Insights, and he suggests that you play with several different methods and use the one that resonates with you the most. So begin by finding a quiet spot. You can sit in a meditative position and for the exercise you may choose. And uh, I don't really have time to go into this, so I really wanted to do it, but maybe I will do it next week. But there's different levels, and it's about you know clearing the chakras, releasing energy, and, and coming out of duality, basically, okay? So I want to thank all of you for listening. I had a lot of information, and I tried to, you know, compact it in a a lot of, you know, different ways. But um, I should end this episode and say thank you for listening, and I'll 
be back next week, possibly for Fifth Dimensional Radio. Much love. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fifth Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger, bringing awareness to our world of greater love. For more information on Diane, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash dbachberger1. May your heart and mind always be open to experiencing a greater world.